catch them in the pasture, run them in the pen, work them on the Sundays, do it all again, raise them in the sand, buck them in the mud, drip a cowboy's sweat, bleed a cowboy's blood. I'm Zeke Thurston, 2016 World Champion Saddlebrock Rider, and you're watching the Pepper Stewart Show. Uh, man, you tuned in. Why you did, I don't know. You're, that's your fault. You clicked it. You wanted to watch it. Why you wanted to watch it, I don't know. Maybe you like to watch. But stuff is happening everywhere, all across the, uh, the interwebs nets for the uh, farm and ranch folks. We finally got some good rain. Here in North Texas, the stuff is not as bad as it was. Uh, you got rodeo action going on in Las Vegas. That is why I am here solo today, because the rest of the media team is out in Las Vegas at the National Finals Rodeo, capturing stuff for you guys. So that's where they are. Um, I don't know if anybody's been watching the NFR and seeing the ridiculousness that is going on. Um, the internet has ruined America. I don't know how many times I've said that. The internet has ruined everyone because they just get on there and complain, and and it's reached it's reached rodeo. So it's so bad. Uh, you know, at this point, somebody posted today said, you know, at this point, we did a documentary to recap everything that happened at the NFR because and it's it's not over. It's not even over yet. It's not going to be until this weekend, depending on when you're watching this. Whatever. Um, you got fines, people getting fined for doing stuff, which they've had fines forever. It's just people just now know about it, I guess. Um, you got the bad dirt in the arena, which barrel racing, dirt, never a good combo. You got the influencer issue that's going on up there. Um, there was some horse teeth, horse teeth stuff happening. And then can you say the F word, but not say it? He didn't even say it. He just mouthed it and people flipped out. And, uh, the power went out. So, I mean, you had a power outage. Somebody, somebody said that Jesus turned out the lights because y'all were cussing too much. But I don't know about, I don't know. Tex in here to ask. He was supposed to come too. Oh, Tex. He's going to come here and ask and talk about his uh, trials and tribulations of the married life. But he, he chickened out. You see, he wanted his wife to beat him again. Um, allegedly. Allegedly. Um, so a lot of stuff's happened. A lot of stuff happened over, over all that time. Um, uh, if you didn't know, we talked to uh, Lynn and Beverly from the Carity Foundation out of Fort Worth. The Carity Foundation is a great, um, a great foundation uh, fighting cancer, helping cancer patients and stuff. And uh, uh, Nicole and Taylor Sheridan of Yellowstone have been a big part of that for the last few years. And so every year, I guess, I guess every year since what 2019, 2019, 2018, 2019, something like that. Uh, the Charity Foundation, they've been doing a celebrity cutting since since back in the 90s. But uh, they've Yellowstone's teamed up with them. Nicole and uh, Taylor are honorary chairs of the event. And so they've been bringing cast members to compete in the celebrity cutting event. And uh, so this year, it was Yellowstone versus 1883. So they had cast members from Yellowstone, cast members from 1883. And they competed in the cutting. And it was it was a great show. If you weren't there, you missed out. It was a sold out event. All the all the great tickets were sold. The only tickets available 
I think like a week before the event was obstructed view tickets, like way in the back. So you might see something, you might not. So it was a great event, raised plenty of money for, uh, for the Carity Foundation, which helps out a lot of cancer patients. And it was such a good show. Um, once again, I had the opportunity to be the man on the microphone, interviewing all the, uh, the folks, talking to them about, you know, it's a volunteer deal. So all these people volunteer their time to come to the event and to compete. So I got to talk with them and, and find out, you know, you know what it is about uh, cancer and, and uh, the event that brings them in to come and compete. So we're going to show you that here in a minute. And uh, it, it was a great, it was a great night. Uh, after that, we'll probably dive into, uh, we got Cowboys helping Cowboys charity ball coming up next year in February. We're going to talk to Dave Samsel about that here in a little bit, but, uh, right now I want you to take a minute and gander at the interviews here. Uh, the only ones we're going to show you right now that, which you can find them probably on, on YouTube, look up Pepper Stewart TV on YouTube or whatever. You can find the rest of the interviews, but we got, uh, Dawn Oliveri which she was uh, in 1883 and Yellowstone. She just hopped on uh, recently in season five in Yellowstone as Sarah Atwood. So if you pay attention to that, she's in there. We've got Eden Brolin, which is one of the barrel racers. Josh Brolin's daughter is one of the barrel racers that was there. And, of course, the young John Dutton, which is played by Josh Lucas. So I had the opportunity to visit with them and some others, but uh, that's what we're going to show you. So take a look at them. Uh, talking about stuff, see them in action, and then when we come back, we'll talk about some more stuff. Well, it's been a whirlwind because I was I was working and I thought I wasn't going to be able to make it until a few days ago, but then it opened up and I was like, guys, I'm coming. So they have been so accommodating and so helpful, and they put me right out there with those horses. And this is honestly the first time I've ever rode a cutting horse was yesterday, okay? so And I think that goes for a lot of us out here. I'm not alone, so I'm crossing my fingers. I'm praying to God that, that it works out. But the horses are incredible, and I, I would never pass up a chance to come out here and come and support this amazing charity and ride and ride for cancer. summer at cowboy camp when Nicole had an event at the barn over there at the ranch and uh, obviously I learned about what those guys are doing and you know I don't think there's a more important cause than life really is what it's about uh, so I, I love what Nicole and, and Taylor are doing and how they you know it's, it's interesting I heard someone say Taylor's got three different things he's supporting and this is the main one so you know it's his, it's his wife and him pouring their souls into it and their money and, and all of us trying to just support yeah, it's a great cause, and every year they've been here for, for many years, and uh, it's always a good show. Being part of Yellowstone, bringing it in there, and doing doing cowboy stuff, how's that for you? Well, I'm pretty excited tonight because I get to go out and show a horse, do this cutting thing that I'm just learning how to do. I've been on a horse on and off my whole life, but I've never done, I've never cut before. And I tell you, the last couple of days, it's like instantly addictive. Uh, Everything about Yellowstone is a dream. You know, you're out in Montana on these incredible horses and in this mind-blowing landscape with this, 
you know, extraordinary dialogue, telling a story that people seem to really love. So it's it's the best job on earth. to be a, a part of this event and to to know that there are cast members who have done this before me and and been successful and had a great time and been able to represent our show well and I think it's really amazing what the Carity Foundation does and and uh, the services that it can provide for for patients and their families I think they're doing really wonderful work and I feel um, it's a pleasure to be able to represent and be out here and do this we're coming to Yellowstone what was your horseback experience? I had ridden really inconsistently for most of my life, but every time I got back on a horse, I had to start from zero, and so I feel like it still continued to be like that, and um, I got to grow a lot doing the show, and I am super grateful for that because it's one of my favorite things in the world, but um, yeah, a little bit here and there growing up, but nothing super consistent. There are a lot of things that bring me here. I, I was introduced to Carity through Taylor and Nicole Sheridan, working with them on Yellowstone. Um, I am the daughter of two parents that were diagnosed with cancer. I lost my dad to cancer nine years ago. My mother survived cancer. My mother-in-law survived breast cancer. And so I know what it means to feel lost in the experience that is what it does to your family, um, what happens to loved ones when you don't have the answers. Um, so it's a, it's a cause that's very, very close to my heart. Um, so I've gotten to know Lynn and Beverly really well. We've, um, on Yellowstone 1883, have you know invited donors to come visit us on set. And, and we, we've been really kind of in the trenches with them for the last couple of years. It's been a real honor. I think what they do is um, so necessary and so graceful in um, the way they managed to find the scope to reach out. Um, so I'm just really proud to, to be involved in whatever small way I possibly can. Yep. So yeah, it was a great, a great event, a great night. Yellowstone versus 1883. Good show. A lot of folks out there. Uh, those few interviews are out there to look at on the interweb nets. I got a few more I'm working on that I'll be putting out too. Uh, from there, so check it out and uh, be there next year. Every year, first Friday of December, every year they have an event in Fort Worth. So be there or be round. You can't be square, but you can be round. Lots of donuts will do that. Um, but other than that, we're going to jump into some more stuff. There's an event coming up in February over in Fort Worth as well. It's been around for a long time. And it is the Cowboys Helping Cowboys Charity Ball. Uh, I think the first time we jumped on this deal was back in, I think, 2017. We talked to Dave Samsel about that. I think we were doing a golf tournament. 
and uh, it's progressed every year. It's got gotten bigger and better. And so we're going to talk to him about what's happening after the first of the year. So, Dave, what is going on? <laughs> Can you hear me now? Maybe not. Uh-oh. The fun with live TV, guys. We're live. We're live on TV. Okay. So we'll see if Dave comes back. But anyway, he's got Cowboys Helping Cowboys Charity Ball, February 11th, 2023, uh, in Fort Worth, Texas. It's a black tie deal, so you got to dress up fancy. So I'm going really, to really tie it on this time for that. Um, so while we're waiting on him to <clears throat> pop back in, let me jump into – a random story right quick we got plenty of cow stuff we got did I, did I already do the nfr did i do nfr i think i did I already folded it's folded yeah we did the nfr uh nfr karens uh so we got i guess they pop back in let me know until then and it huh oh so a lot of movement happened i thought like, what is going on over there El Salvador, El Salvador. There is a town in El Salvador that is going to break a world record. We like Guinness World Records. We always seek them out. We always like to talk about them. Uh, they've got a world record for an 18-foot papusa. Make sure you say that right. Papusa. They made an 18-foot papusa. Papusas are good. I've had those. They're really tasty. Uh, so residents of a town in El Salvador broke the Guinness World Record when they baked a pupusa measuring 18 feet across. A team of more than three dozen chef, chefs worked together in, man, this if I pronounce this like it says, it's really going to roll off the pupusas. Uh, the town of Oclita to cook up a massive pupusa. It's a, tor- a tortilla-like flatbread with beans, cheese, and meat. The finished product measured 18 feet across, breaking the record set by a 14-foot-9 pupusa in 2015 by the same city. So the same city in 2015 is like, you know what? We got time. Let's make a bigger pupusa than our 2015. So they went from 18 foot or 14 foot to 18 feet. A whole four more feet. I don't know what kind of calculation went to that, but... Uh, the dish was baked as part of the Oculta's sixth annual Papusa Festival and was timed to coincide with El Salvador's National Papusa Day, celebrated annually on the second Sunday in November. So that's interesting. Uh, what else we got? Nothing over there yet? Almost. Um, I guess we can uh, jump into... Uh, the Oklahoma beef market. There's some cow stuff while we're waiting on the uh, interweb nets to pop back in. <clears throat> Let's glance into Oklahoma's beef calf market. Um, to be included in Oklahoma's quality beef network, the calves have to be verified. The Oklahoma beef network, the OQBN, 
The VAC 45 program is a beef calf preconditioning program implemented by Oklahoma State University's extension in partnership with the Oklahoma Cattlemen's Association. Uh, The goal is providing a value-added marketing opportunity for cow-calf producers. Uh, For calves to become OQBN VAC 45 certified, they must be weaned for at least 45 days and receive two rounds of vaccinations, their initial vaccination and a booster. Uh, against pathogens responsible for bovine respiratory disease, BRD, which we talked about previously, which I had dealt with at my place, and uh, cholesterol bacterial that causes black leg. Uh, viral pathogens responsible for respiratory infections include infectious bovine uh, rhinoceros. That's what it looks like to me. Uh, it's also necessary to vaccinate against the common respiratory bacterial pathogens Man, Hema and Hema. What? Who makes these words? I don't know what it means. I'm not even going to attempt to say this word, uh, which is a colonizer of the lower respiratory tract, often causing calf morbidity and mortality following the primal viral infection. So basically saying if they get the MH, they could die. In addition to being weaned and vaccinated, the calves must be bunk broke, cash rated, and dehorned before the date of sale and deworming is recommended. Oklahoma State Extension agents verify that calves have met the program requirements. Once verified, the calves receive an OQBN VAC 45 certification and may participate in the program sanctioned sale taking place at various Oklahoma livestock auction facilities. So if you want to jump into that and be part of the... Uh, the VAX program, that can happen. Uh, each year, the sale data is collected by an extension professional for calves participating in, in the program. Uh, other other preconditioning programs and calves not participating in the branded preconditioning program. The sale data is useful in identifying and evaluating current market trends and beef calf characteristics. Um, 11 years of the the uh, OQBN sale date from 2011-2021 was recently analyzed. The data collected at 91 individual livestock sales, which took place at 10 Oklahoma livestock markets, uh, with an average of eight sales conducted each year, a total of 149,000 calves were described using 42 market characteristics for the 12 market traits. Uh, if there's an increase in the percentage of red calves sold over time, increasing probably 22% total sales in 2011 to approximately 12% of sales in 2021. However, the black-hided calves continued to dominate the market, accounting for about 68% of total sales in 2021. Everybody likes colored calves, but when it comes to uh, to your sales, your uh, black-hided calves are always, always going to dominate the market. Uh, What else we got here? Um, Let's do, let's go to, we'll stay in cow stuff. We'll stay in Oklahoma cow stuff. And uh, the herd herd liquidation may be slowing down. Uh, Weekly beef cow packing has been higher uh, year over year for 70 consecutive weeks. In that period, only four occasions has the year over year increase been less than 
Uh, the latest weekly data shows that beef cow packing was up 2.7% over uh, year over year, just the second week up over 3%. It's too early to be sure, but the beef packing may be slowing down. Uh, in Oklahoma auctions, the weekly volume of cold cows was doubled uh, last year from July through early November before declining in the past two weeks. Probably has something to do with the rainfall. Uh, two weeks ago, the weekly coal volume was about equal to last year, and the volume in the latest weekly data shows down 9% year over year. Uh, for the year to date, beef cow packing is up 12% from year to year. Uh, the beef cow packing, were to, if, if it was to decline to just equal uh, to year ago levels for the remaining weeks, the total beef packing for the year would be up 10%. Uh, this would be a net beef cow herd culling rate of 13% for the year, a new record level. Uh, the actual culling rate is likely to be a little bit higher. So that is what's happening in your coal cows. Um, have we got anybody yet? Not yet? All right. Let's do this. Um, I've been watching the Tulsa King. The Tulsa King is um, it's part of the Taylor Sheridan package of shows that's coming out and going out and it's up to i think three or four episodes now at this date um maybe more by the time you watch but anyway uh the tulsa king is it's i wasn't sure how it was going to go i saw the trailer and i was like ah man i don't know how it's going to work but uh i think i'm like f three four episodes in it's hilarious it's funny you got S sylvester shalone you know he's he's old but he's still jacked and he's got his uh, face work done so he has no expressions he still mumbles when he talks and it's the show I don't know if it's supposed to be a comedy but it's pretty hilarious so take a look at this see what you think about it and then we'll come back and talk about more stuff I kept my mouth shut for 25 years I don't know what you're expecting now that you're back I'm expecting adequate compensation Tulsa. What's Tulsa? I want you to go there. The horse race, the Springboard Mile. There's nobody doing nothing. You can do whatever you want. Not exactly the welcome I was expecting. Name's Tyson. Welcome to Tulsa. Two grand a week. You drive for me now. What crew runs this neighborhood? No crew up in here. We're in the middle of nowhere. What'll it be? I assume you don't have Keontae. You assume correctly. I wouldn't have pegged you if it's the Boy Scout. Why not? This wasn't necessary. What is that place? It's a dispensary. Oh my God, is he dead? No, he's taking a break. This is how it's going to work. I'll protect you from the gangs. What gangs? And the law. This is legal. You got to know your risk. There was no risk until you came along. Ever heard of Black McAdam? Motorcycle gang. You're overplaying your hand. When I play my hand, you won't see it coming. Any flammable liquids or firearms? In the box? Nah. This situation is not going to be controllable for much longer. You got a pretty good appetite for someone who was just shot at. If I stopped eating every time somebody tried to hurt me, I'd be a skeleton. I want to be up front with you. If you get ugly. 
and they were in the mafia. Nah, there's no such a thing. It's a one-off or one of many. Too soon to tell. Tulsa King. Check it out. It's man, that show's funny. It's good stuff. You gotta watch it. You got to check out Tulsa King. Um, we did some cow stuff. What else? If you got anything popped in over there? Not yet. Okay, let's do uh let's do this. This one's funny. It reminds me of the old days when I was a kid and my sister moved off to Oklahoma to get married and was like, Hey, take care of my goldfish for me. And was like, okay. So went out, dumped them in the pool. And then later, because we had a lot of catfish out there, we'd feed dog food to the catfish. And we saw these huge goldfish coming up eating dog food. And we're like, holy crap, those goldfish are huge. So speaking of huge goldfish, here's what I got for you in France. A British angler who casts his line at a carp fishery in France had his photo go viral when he reeled in a monster 67.4 make sure you get the .4 pound goldfish 67 pound goldfish uh, Blue Water Lakes a carp fishery in Champagne posted it to their Facebook of course you put it on the internet everyone does showing Andy Hackett 42, not sure why his age makes a factor, but it does. Posing with his prize catch, a massive goldfish known locally as the carrot. Uh, the fishery said that the goldfish was put into the lake 15 years ago to give the anglers something interesting to catch. But it was until last year that the fish was noted to have grown to a size of excess of 60 pounds. Uh, Blue Water Lakes shared the video of the carrot being returned to the water after being weighed and photographed. That is a giant goldfish. Giant goldfish. I've seen them, I've seen them get kind of big, and I do that too. Uh, i got a couple of pools that I've dug out on my place for the cows to drink and stuff, and, and I do the same thing. I go down to uh, PetSmart or Petco or whatever, and I'll go in there. They look at me funny when I do it because they're like, what are you doing with these things? But I'll go in there and be like, yeah, give me, uh, I don't know, 20, 30 goldfish. And they're like, what? What do you, why, why do you want, what, what are you doing? I'm like, I, I transfer, transfer. We get them out of these little bitty enclosure cages you got here where somebody's going to take them home and put them in a little bitty bowl, a little fish bowl. No, I throw them out in the pool, let them live their life as a real fish, and they grow. They get, uh, they get some size on them. So that's, hey, what's up? Um, what else do we have? Anything else or anyone else? Uh, okay. Um, so we're going to do that. We're going to throw a, uh, we've got a musical guest coming up. We're going to throw a video in your face. Check it out. When we come back, we're going to talk to the man himself. The icing even melted in my glass. It feels like barely any time has passed Who needs conversation? I know what you're saying Baby, when you look at me like that Only one drinking and I'm already all over you And you're all over me 
only played in one song And it's on Got a thousand of your red wine Lipstick kisses on my neck And we ain't even gotten started yet Oh no I'm gone Just one drinking It's going down But I'm not sure I even need another round I've never felt this never And I can't imagine ever Feeling better than I do right now Only one freaking I'm already all over you And you're all over me Only playing one song All right, you you seen the man right there getting it down for you guys. Uh, South Texas, he started off South Texas. Later on, he moved up uh, up to Georgia, doing his thing, singing songs. He's been out there with the, uh, the big name folks doing his things. So let's talk about it. Let's talk to him. So what's going on? Hey, my friend. How are you doing? Oh man, we are doing great. We're doing great today. So let's talk about this because I'm I'm from down down south area down there, a little bit north of Houston. So you you come from okay. down you come from down around Beaumont. So how how yeah, was that for you? Yeah. What's that? How, how was that down in Beaumont? Man, I I love growing up from here. Uh, so many influences here that uh that really kind of shaped my career. Yeah, and and that's that's the thing that that uh, they mentioned, you know. Of course, being in Texas, playing in Texas, and uh, and and seeing George Strait play. I mean, what does that do for somebody that's that's playing music? Yeah, no kidding. Uh, you know, about that time that I saw George Strait, uh, I was a, I was a kid, and I, I kind of had an idea I wanted to play music. But seeing Mark Chestnut, Tracy Bird, and Clay Walker all succeed from my hometown kind of made it attainable. And and then George was just the icing on the cake, you know, uh, just to see him come out. And uh, that's actually the one he <clears throat> he came out and said, my goodness, it sure is good to be here in Corpus Christi, Texas. And I was like, my <laughs> goodness, he doesn't even know where he is. That's what I'm doing right there. <laughs> yeah, that's it, right? You're like, I don't, I don't know where I'm at, but I'm here. So, you know, growing, yeah. up, you know, growing up listening <laughs> to George and those guys, you know, Keith Whitley, you know, George Jones, Conway Twitty, which everybody says, hey, if your dad had a Conway Twitty haircut, you got siblings you don't know about. Um, it's but, true. <laughs> but, you know, so so seeing those guys and, and being the influence, is that kind of kind of what molded you into the style uh, that you sing today? It really did. Uh, I'm, I'm a good combination of all of those guys, and uh, they they all shaped my sound. And, and you spent time at uh, – at A and M, I man, I I went to a lot of football games at A and M. I did my uh, big em. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I did my equine uh, equine reproduction at A and M. So yeah, that that's okay. A, that's well, a good you're good place to, Yeah, that's a good place to be. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was the best time of my life. Uh, going living there in College Station, going to school there. Uh, it was my very first live performance too. So uh, oh, yeah. that that sorted it out for me. Yeah. So after after doing your first live, you go out there, you do your first live, you're like, you're going in, just like everybody, when they do the first one, they're going, man, I don't know what's going to happen. What are they going to say? What are they going to do? What's going to happen? So you go in, you do your first live performance, live audience. What happens? 
Uh, it was for a bunch of people eating in a restaurant, and we had my roommate and I went up there. To, it was called the Beef and Brew at the time, and uh, asked if we could bring our guitars up there and sing for free. And so uh, people pretty much ignored us, but we loved it. We loved having <laughs> people listening to us. We had a captive audience. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. They weren't going nowhere else. Exactly. Not until they finished eating anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the new song you got coming out. So as, as far as your albums, how many albums uh, do you have out going right now? So uh, I had an EP, a little six song EP. Then I had a full album, uh, Long Love the Cowboy album. Mm-hmm. And we've recently been uh, releasing singles that are going to be off the brand new album that will be out, I'm going to guess, February. Okay. So, uh, uh, yeah, we've released uh, One Drink In as a single, and it did really well. Uh, I, I was I was shocked because uh, I not only was uh, pushing Texas, but I was pushing, you know, uh, country music nationwide and uh it really hit a spot so uh, the the guys in texas radio are familiar with me but n- no one else so i i really wasn't expecting much i wasn't expecting to play the song with a with a name they couldn't pronounce you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then and that's what they're, they're looking at it, go man what what is this what is this guy's name how do yeah. you say how do you so, so uh, how do you say it so what what's the correct what's the correct punctu- punctuation I, I get this all the time. So the correct one is Donis Moros. Oh. Not Denise, not Denise, Maurice, not Denise, Denise Maracci. It's Donis Moros. Yeah, well, I, yeah. like, Denise Maurice. Yeah. <laughs> like, who's that guy? What's he, what's he, what's he going to sing country music about? But, um, right. So, you know, what? when you left, okay, so you left Beaumont, you went to Georgia. What was that about? Mm-hmm. I was there for about five years, and uh, I was singing at the Cowboys Dance Hall there in Kennesaw, Georgia. And so we sang five nights a week, um, but every Friday night we would open up for a national act. So it was a time for me to uh, watch and learn, you know, watch what worked for them, what didn't work, what I could incorporate into my show. So it was pretty fun. And and spending time doing that, you know, you've you've opened for some – for some big, some big acts and things, and those, oh no doubt, and those guys that you open for, what would you say would be the the funnest act to be involved with? You know, open having a big, you know, loud, crazy show that you worked with. Ooh, that's tough. There were a bunch. Um, actually, hmm, actually did one with Kenny Chesney there in Atlanta, so that was fun. Um. Did he have on shoes? He did have on shoes. <laughs> he did have on shoes. Um, he was he was real cool. Uh, I enjoyed Steve Warner. I did a show with Steve Warner there, and, and he was really cool. Um, very personable. Yeah, uh, he's back there doing magic tricks for us. You know, <laughs> before the show. Yeah. <laughs> so, what do you got coming up as far as your your tour your tour schedule? If you want to send folks to check out your tour schedule and stuff like that. Where, where are you going to be next? What do you got coming up? And, and where is the best place for folks to check out your music? Mm, so you can always uh, find out where we're going to be on my website, donnasmoros.com. But if we're uh, if you're looking for me on social media, it's going to be at Donna Smoros Music. 
So that would be Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, TikTok, whatever you like to use. Everywhere. At Donis Moros Music. Everywhere. That's right. You got to be everywhere because you never you never know where people's going to be, and they're going to find. That's you. right. They're going to find. <laughs> they're going to find you. All right. So uh, the the fan favorite everybody wants to know is mm. when you're when you're laid up at the house, you got a few days off, you're not on the road, you're not doing anything. You go out back, you fire up the grill. What are you putting mm-hmm. on it? Firing up the grill. I'm probably listening to some Jones. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like the old stuff. Um, to me, it was real. So it, whether it's Jones, Whitley or Conway or Paycheck, it, it's going to be old. Old, old, old times best. And what, what are you, uh, what are you frying up on that grill? Uh, probably burgers. I'm burgers? a burger eater. Yeah. Burgers. All right. No, no hot dogs. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> you never know what you're eating there. No, you, it's it's surprise every time. It's, yeah. <laughs> oh man! All right, well, we appreciate you visiting with us, and uh, we'll let you, we'll let you get back to it, man. And uh, we'll send folks your way. Let them check out your music. It's always good stuff. And uh, man, we'll we'll see you down the road. Hey, thank you so much for having us. And uh, going going is coming out. Uh, I think the to radio next week. So okay. y'all keep in the going going. Yep, we'll listen. Thank we'll listen so- for it. <laughs> I appreciate you guys. Yeah. Thank you. Take care. All right, check him out. Listen to his music. It's out there on the internet. Good stuff. Look it up. See what's happening. And uh, it's good stuff. It's got the it's got the good old old school feel to it. It's like that song we play. It's got that old school. That's why I looked it up. He's like, he's doing Keith Whitley and and all them guys. I'm like, yeah, that's that's in my wheelhouse. Before early '80s, '70s, '80s, that's it. '90s ruined country music. That's why I quit listening to it. That's why I don't listen to music anymore. I listen to talk radio. Um, what else we got going on? Uh, we got Dave in there. Or is he gone? No. No, Dave. Okay, let's do. Uh, mm, let's throw out. Let's do one more wild news story, then I guess we can get out of here. Uh, let's go to the junk in the trunk. Not a Cardi B song. This is uh, a 1930s trunk washes up on a Florida beach. Officials with the National Monument. In Florida, said an unusual object washed up on the beach this week, a vintage steamer trunk from the 1930s. Uh, the Fort Matanzia National Monument said in a Facebook post, the trunk was found washed up on a park beach near St. Augustine late last week. I don't know what's going on today with all the names that I cannot pronounce, but today is the day that you can Google in your TV show history and be like, hey, what show did we throw a bunch of random names he can't pronounce? Today is that day. All right. Uh, while nothing of interest was found in the trunk, it itself is unique a unique piece of history. Uh, the post said the trunk was from an amphitheater named branch called Never Break Trunks. What are these words? It's, it's worse every time. Uh, the black trunk dates from the 1930s, manufactured by L. Goldsmith and Sons of Newark, New Jersey. Uh, it's unclear how the trunk 
came to be in the water or how long it's been in the water, but it washed up on the beach. I don't, I don't know. I don't know why they keep giving me these names I can't pronounce. Can you not give me a pronunciation, a pronunciation form along with these stories, guys? They're like, no, it's okay. It's live TV. Just let him stumble through it. He'll figure it out. Uh, I don't know what else is happening. Um, we tried to get Dave. Dave didn't come in. He's out there in uh, oil field land, so we'll catch him probably next episode. I'm sure we'll have some more uh, for you guys before we get to that date. So I probably got 10 different emails from him right now. Be like, hey, it didn't work. Yeah, I went out. We figured that one out as well. Um, but yes, the uh, Cowboys Helping Cowboys Charity Ball. It's going to be in Fort Worth, January 11th. Check it out. Google it. Uh, buy a table. You can get a table or you can buy individual tickets. Uh, it's going to be a who's who of rodeo cowboys, possibly TV cowboys. So you're going to want to check that out. Um, other than that, I myself have got to get out of here. Uh, go check out Pepper Stewart Show or Pepper Stewart on Facebook. It's just Pepper Stewart on Facebook. Check it out. Look around. i got a lot of stuff going on there. Uh, you can go to PepperStewart.com. Click on there. See old shows. You can buy T-shirts. You can see what's happening. Uh, and if you're on the YouTubes or Daily Motion, you can go to Pepper Stewart Show, and you can find all the uh, previous broadcast. Bod- I didn't write that. The previous broadcast of all the shows, plus the random interviews that we do throughout the day night and weekend there's lots of interviews on there interviews from a lot of folks um for you guys to see google it look it up find stuff to watch and um that's all i got we'll do it again next time